The Morning Majlis, talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is, this is Pulse 95. On to Egypt, uh, where a train crash in the center of the country has killed at least 19 people and injured 185, according to officials. What happened was two trains collided near the city of Tahta in Suhag province on Friday when carriages derailed and overturned. And officials initially put the death toll at 32, but later revised that figure. An investigation has been launched into the cause of the crash, but President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi has pledged tough punishment for those responsible. In a tweet, he said, quote, anyone who caused this painful accident through negligence or corruption or anything similar must receive a deterrent punishment without exception or delay. Yeah, similarly, Prime Minister Mustafa Madbouli added that any error or negligence will not be tolerated and uh, the person responsible will be held accountable for the accident. Egyptian uh, Prime Minister Mustafa Madbouli also said that the country's railway facilities have witnessed decades of neglect, lack of development and maintenance, which is leaving it in a state that led to danger. Also, control systems operate manually. The train cars have run out of date, according to Madbouli. Also, Egypt's aging railway system has definitely witnessed a deadly accident almost every year for the past 20 years. In 2018, Egypt recorded 2044 train accidents. And in 2017, more than 1,700 accidents were also recorded, according to data published by the official statistics agency, Central Agency for Public Mobilization and Statistics. Two years ago, at least 25 people were also killed and dozens injured in a fire at Ramsi Station in central Cairo, the country's busiest, uh, after a train um, collided with the platform, causing its fuel tank to explode. Also, a collision between two trains in Alexandria uh, in August 2017 also left more than 40 dead and many more injured. In 2012, also 44 children died after a train crashed into a school bus in Egypt's uh, Asyut governorate as well. So this is this was not the first incident. Yeah, it's happened before. It's happened. I mean, it's this country and uh, most parts of this this region have uh, have been affected by uh, such. uh, such disasters, particularly in the transport sector as well. And uh, while Egypt is, is dealing with another one, this time on its shores, which we'll talk about next, this has been uh, quite a, an, an embarrassing situation internationally, but also within uh, domestically. This is cause of a lot of resentment. Now, according to authorities, they've opened an investigation to determine the circumstances of uh, the accident. Rail Authority blames the crash on unidentified passengers who activated emergency brakes in one of the trains. As per the footage, we can see uh, the two trains colliding slowly, though. uh, But as soon as that collision did take place, it was a bowl, like a massive dust uh, that uh, that emerged. But uh, uh, investigations will continue. Yeah, certainly. What happened was these uh, when or after they activated those emergency brakes, uh, this 
The, the, the carriage started stopping and the train behind it ended up crashing into it as well. More than 70 ambulances were sent to the crash site to take the injured to hospitals. One of the questions was, uh, why is the death toll 19 now when it was 32 at the time? But according to the country's health minister, Hala Zayed, she said, people who were unconscious at the time were wrongly pronounced dead. So it was a human error there. And uh, footage from the scene showed carriages overturned near a channel of water. And uh, people complaining to news media that even those who survived the crash were unable to be saved. Uh, Egypt has uh, seen frequent accidents like you noted, Rania. One of the deadliest ones, in fact, was in 2002, where 373 people died after a fire broke out on a train traveling south of Cairo. The country, uh, according to the prime minister, Mustafa Madbouli, will continue to upgrade its railway projects to prevent similar deadly accidents. He also promised financial compensation to the victims' families. But, uh, yeah, certainly sheds light on Egypt's uh, issues with the railway system, which is old and uh, lacks maintenance and investment. That's right. But Bouliad, he did uh, did promise compensation. He said the government will pay 100,000 Egyptian pounds to each family who lost a loved one and between 20 to 40,000 to those injured. Yep, and uh, this is the... The aspect here, there's a lot of uh, resentment within uh, the country, as they say that the there is a desperate need to upgrade uh, the pen, uh, the, uh, the the rail network and uh, the facilities and the system as a whole, uh, which, according uh, to the minister himself, uh, uh, the prime minister, in fact, is has been hampered by the pandemic and delayed deals with foreign firms. Well, stay with us on the morning majlis. Another spotlight to uh, to maintain uh, in or on Egypt is the Suez Canal blockade. This time round, it's not the country's fault, but the shipping, uh, uh, the, the container ship's fault to an extent, to a certain degree. Let's see what's happening. We'll keep you posted uh, on that. So I'll give you all the latest in terms of what is happening with that big blockade. This is uh, the morning majlis. On Pulse 95. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Something to talk about. Pulse 95. The Morning Majlis. Talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is Pulse 95. Well, we continue discussing the latest developments coming out from Egypt. A lot has been going on in that country. A giant container ship remained stuck sideways in Egypt's West Canal for the fifth day on Saturday as authorities prepared to make new attempts to free the vessel and also reopen the crucial east-west waterway for global shipping. It's called the Evergreen, the Panama flagship or the flagship that carries cargo between Asia and Europe. It ran aground Tuesday in the narrow canal that runs between Africa and the Sinai Peninsula. And the massive vessel got stuck in a single lane stretch of the canal. That's about six kilometers north of the southern entrance near the city of Suez. And this problem 
or the problem is that the Suez Canal blockage is the straw that breaks global trades back for sure. Why is that? Why is the Suez Canal so important? Well, about 12% of global trade passes through the 193-kilometer canal, which connects the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea and also provides the shortest sea link between Asia and Europe. Only there's an alternative route around the Cape of Good Hope on the southern tip of Africa that can take two weeks longer. But going back to the Suez Canal, according to data from Lloyd's List, the blockage is holding up an estimated $9.6 billion of goods each day. That's about $400 million an hour. Mm. That is a lot. And it is also estimated that Egypt was losing up to $14 million in revenue each day that the canal was closed. Yeah, and uh, the situation is, uh, it's not clear when it's going to be refloated, this vessel, according to the head of the canal authorities. Just to put it in perspective, this ever-given vessel that's stuck, it's 400 meters long, and it's wedged diagonally across a section of the canal amid high winds, and uh, this caused it to block one of the world's busiest waterways. What they're trying to do is they're combining dredging material with tugboats in an attempt to try and push the vessel. But reportedly, yesterday, they made very minor progress in dislodging the ship. One source said there has been some movement at the bow of the ship, but as to whether or not it's going to be free anytime soon, that's still a big question mark. But the hope here is that it wouldn't be necessary to remove some of the 18,000 containers on board in order to lighten the ship's load. They are banking on strong tides and and winds and uh, are going to be using uh, heavier tugboats quite possibly and hope that the high tide would help them dislodge it. But it's a very tricky and complicated process just trying to free this thing. Yeah, 60 meters wide as well. It's a pretty heavy um, sh- shipping container, uh, container ship. Uh, it is... Uh, 220,000 tons. Uh, To put into perspective, people uh, obviously know the famous Titanic. That is 269 meters. This is 399.94 meters, and it's a pretty, pretty large um, uh, vessel that has been stuck. Now, big question is, how did it get stuck? What was the reason? Initially, uh, the the container line or the uh, the shipping line said it was due to a power outage. Now they started to bra- blame the strong winds caused by the sandstorm to have uh, run the ever given uh, ground, and that happened last week. And still, despite that, over 300 ships are now stuck in the canal and its lakes. So it is a, a very embarrassing situation for Egypt, and uh, it's also. Um, affecting uh, global commerce. That's going to be a a bit of a a worry. Uh, But uh, one of the uh, tactical ways is to take the load off the ship and help it to move in the direction that they want to. But that can only be moved by Mm. strong cranes. Well, over the weekend, they did remove uh, 20,000 tons of sand from around its bow. But, uh, yeah, whether they'd have to remove containers or not uh, remains to be seen. They're not doing that at the moment. And a Dutch firm that is working to free the vessel spoke to media, said, we could see it being freed by next week if the plan works and the heavier tugboats and dredging uh, yields results uh, as well. So that's another question as well. But uh, it's looking like it's going to be stuck for quite some time. 
a few more days, possibly a week. Who knows? It's not it's not easy freeing this thing. Looking at, at at the map in perspective, the the canal, uh, well, the ship through the canal would go past Egypt uh, through the Suez Canal and then onto the Mediterranean Sea. But then, you know, normally when you see a bit of a traffic jam situation out and about on the roads, you tell the driver saying, "Hey, choose another route." Yeah. But there is no other route. But there is a route, but that's even longer. That's six thousand kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to go all the way around Africa and then go up. So it's massive. It's a huge situation. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty dramatic at the moment, but we'll keep you posted uh, about any uh, movement, but don't expect it to be a lot sooner because it's going to take some time, uh, but uh, we shall be keeping you posted. Uh, but stay with us on the Morning Match List. Time now for the News Bulletin, and then we continue the discussions on the program. And if you'd like to share your thoughts and opinions, you can do so on the text lines 4215.